Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, Lubbock Sports Medicine. What a great team of doctors, and uh, they're doing such a a fantastic job. They're all fellowship trained. That means they've been out in the field and has specific special training. And uh, a lot of them, they kind of focus on knees or shoulders. or They want to be the best of the best, and they are. If you go to LubbockSportsMed.com and check them out, they can help you. I even got a trigger finger. I had one in this hand, and Kevin Crawford shot some stuff in there. And that, I got to go back and see him on this one now. You know, just one it. little side story. What's pretty neat is Jordan Simpson. Yep. The new one of oh, the yeah. newest doctor. Yeah. A Monterey kid and comes right back home and is He's with a hometown orthopedic. That's exactly right. And that's Brent, Brent Simpson's boy. Yep. And yep. Uh, a great doing family. Great family. And that's just a great, great office. Yeah. I'm telling you, you'll love letting them work on you and then. They will do a great job. All right, Gary Ashby is on the phone with us from Red Ocean, New Mexico. We tried to do Zoom, but he couldn't hear us very good. So our our main guy, Rodney Allison, te- uh, texted me. the uh, There are 40, he might have sent it to you too. There are 44 yeah. Texas Tech players or coaches that are in. You're the fourth baseball player in the history of Texas Tech in the Southwest. That is awesome. Well, all right, let me guess the others. Cal. Oh, you're guessing the baseball players? I mean, hang on a second. Let me, let me pull that I'm, up. I'm looking as you say that. Uh, Ruben Garcia. Well, And I'm going to tell you one that's not in that uh, that I will certainly work on getting in because he was, in my opinion, better than better than me by far. Uh, it's Doug Alt. Boy, Doug Alt and, was a he was a monster. He really was. You know, they yeah. tell those stories, Gary, about him when the field was flipped around and the home plate was out by the track, that he was hitting balls off the Coliseum back when the Coliseum was there, off the yeah, roof. With wooden, with wooden bats, David. <laughs> Clint, Clint Bryant. Deal, people, people ask me who the best first baseman of Tech was, and I think they assume I'm going to say me. <laughs> but, <clears throat> but I'm going to say Doug Alt. Uh, and now, he's only here two years, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have him be the best two-year Take yeah. first baseman, but he was and he's a good one, and he needs to be in the in the Hall of Fame. And Ronnie Matson, I don't think's in there, and he needs to be too. Yeah, he's a good shortstop. <laughs> Ru- Ruben Garcia is in there. Clint Bryant yep. is in there. Larry Hayes is in there. Yep, that's it. And then uh, EJ was the first one listed yep. here, and, and then, then you'll Anderson. be in there. So Rick Bullock. Yep. You know who else is in there? Who's special to all three of us? Jack Dale. Yep. Jack Dale's oh, yeah. in the Southwest Conference Hall. Spike Dykes, Dave Parks, Marsha yeah. Sharp, Cheryl Swoops made it somehow. Bubba Jennings. <laughs> Bubba Jennings. Krista Gurley. Krista Kirkland. Gurley. Double Ace. Gerald Myers. It's a great list. Dan Irons. This is kind Monterey. of a, Yeah, there's Rodney Allison. It's a kind of a really good list to be on, Gary. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> no, no, when I read it, it wasn't like Mutt and Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Joe Jeff, Barnes. Chippy, it was. Yeah, it really was. I'm once again a thrill to be there. All right, y'all ready to do something fun? Yeah. I got a list here of the nicknames of the different conferences and the best nicknames of the particular conferences. You know, the 
the school like the Texas Longhorns. That's number one in the in the Big Twelve. By whose whose vote? Week if you want to, whose vote was that? Let's just do this next week. Why? We well, can, I don't know. Oh, we we can don't do have it. much time today. We can do it we now. We need to talk to Tech Soccer one again, and they play again tomorrow. We can do that later. You know, we, I've got all that stuff with me. You don't have to do that. We can do that later. And I, because okay. we'll need something to fill with later. Because I think Gary, later. let's talk. Let's let's talk. Go back a little bit about Southwest Conference baseball. What, in your opinion, and you're real close to baseball, having a son that played also. But what, in your opinion, has changed? The popularity of college baseball now is out the roof as opposed to when you were playing. Is it strictly the financial part of it where people are putting more money into it and as a result a better product, or is it something else that you see? Well, I think part of it you're you're going to a nice place and watching uh, good athletes play. And, and Tech's always had good baseball. Now, we never had, until Larry got here, we never really had the the super teams. And, and I'll say this, per dollar spent, Cal did a wonderful job. So I'm not I'm not belittling Cal when I talk about Larry really got it going. And uh, But that's also when T. Jones started putting money in. All of a sudden, now you had the similar budget, uh, not as much as the University of Texas, but you at least had a similar budget to where you could compete. And so in Lubbock, you know, down at UT, it's always been like that because they had the nice stadium and the good athletes and the sharp-looking this. And the, so and media started covering it better. So uh, I think it's a lot of different things. But you, you're going to really – I mean, not big league ballparks, but you're going to double and triple-A ballparks when you're going around to these baseball uh, fields now, nowadays. And in the old days, it was really – you know, there wasn't a whole lot to it. Uh, so when you, I think part of it is, is where you're going. Uh, I think there's always been good athletes, obviously. You know, college has always had good athletes. But I think a lot more good athletes are choosing to go to college now. So all around, you're going to have probably better teams than you had back then and more good teams than you had back then. So uh, I think that's, that's part of it. And then uh, you know, just, I think uh, – Baseball is just a good sport to take your family to or just go see by yourself or, you know, a buddy or two and just sit and just sit and visit yep. with baseball. Football, you don't visit that much because there's action, action, action. Basketball, there's action, action, action. Baseball, there's dead time. Yep. Probably a little too much dead time. But you can sit and just enjoy the event together and, and, and visit. Uh, so, anyway, I think there's a lot of different reasons why it's more popular now. When you were – playing gary did college baseball have the 11.7 scholarships like they do now or was everybody on scholarship back then or oh they chopped them up a little more back then because uh yeah it was different different deals but everybody had the same amount of scholarships so i don't nobody needs to think well tech wasn't as good as texas because texas had more scholarships <laughs> it, it wasn't that uh now then texas valued their scholarships more so when the when they gave a kid, uh, you know, books, tuition, and fees, and they lived off campus, they could give them more because they valued their their dorms. I think they valued them at one per dorm room, and, and you know, everybody else did two per dorm room. Uh, uh, and that's a, obviously a little more money that they could share. But 
All right, now what, tell me the question again, Craig. <laughs> Is high school baseball better today than it was when oh, you no. were playing? No, not no, not here. It's pretty, it's, high school baseball is pretty similar to it was then. You're pretty much the same same ballparks and same same this and same that, and you can play 28 games or whatever they can play. And, and it, also, it just seems baseball, like there's a lot more kids sure. playing. It may not be as good. Yeah. It just seems like there's a lot more kids playing baseball now than there were. I in think the it's past. popular. I yeah. think it's popular. I yeah. just don't think the level of competition is as good. It as, is good as it used to be. Really? Of course, we were kind well, of spoiled probably, with Coach Magel. Yeah. You know, David, I rethought that, and it's it's probably as good now because kids play uh, a lot more. You know, hell, in the summer we play like twelve games. Yeah. Like in the old days, little league would be like sixteen games. Now these kids are playing 90 games. I know it. Hey, David and I have laughed about this. You know, they're suiting up five-year-olds, taking them on the road. <laughs> Got a travel team. With their own uh, T-ball. Their own bags and their own their names on their uniform. See, I don't, I don't think, think that's good. Uh, Did you bring your tea with you, kid? Yeah. Everybody's yeah. got personalized stuff. It's <laughs> You know, and every you know what happened. It just feeds on itself. This this team's doing that. We got to do that and more. Yeah. You know, it just it, these kids have no life anymore, other than going to sports uh, games all the time. I just don't. I don't like it. But that's me. <laughs> well, well. I, so I'm going to take that back and say I imagine the baseball is pretty similar to what it was back then. Well, of course, I do games, and I can tell you that the moderate teams of the 70s yeah. would win district again a, by a lot. <laughs> they, in fact, you might be able to get them together, Gary, as old as y'all are, and still have a good chance to win it. <laughs> well, you remember the 25th anniversary. Yeah. We played Monterey, and it, wasn't a, it was a good Monterey, and they finished second in the state that year. <laughs> and our 25th anniversary team basically beat them. Yeah. I came in and pitched the last inning and gave up four runs. I think they beat us eight to seven, but we had them beat. And, uh, they hadn't brought you in. <laughs> so, yeah, 25 years later, we were still hanging in there. Now, then, this is 50 years later, and I'm I'm not so sure. Well, when you were playing your four years at Tech, we all know that Texas was good in those baseball years. Who else in the Southwest Conference oh, had good program? Oh, a and Arkansas, Houston, uh but A&M was, you know, right up there. Arkansas had Norm DeBryan. I think they might have won a national championship during that little time period, too. But they were always good. And back then, uh, only four teams went to the tournament. And I'll, I'll give Cal kudos for that. Cal came up with that tournament, the Southwest Conference tournament. And the top four teams, I guess in retrospect, he might have said all eight teams get to go. Because uh, I think only one time did Tech get to go. Because there's only four, but you had – Arkansas, A&M, uh, Texas, Houston, uh, there's, you know, Baylor, TCU, Rice. So it was uh, – it was And Rice solid, was good back in the day. Out. Rice was really good back in the day in baseball. Yeah. Yeah, Rice had, had some really good teams. So, anyway, this is a good thing to go down memory lane with, and then we'll just uh, talk it up and move on down the road. Yeah. <laughs> well – Hey, well, when's the when's the deal going to be on TV about the Country Reporter, the the payday deal? Oh, uh, it should be soon. Uh, he I said think they, September. When they first did it, they said it was going to be the. He, uh, Bob Phillips said it was going to be the first show of the new season. Now he might have just been saying that. Yeah, he tells That's everybody that. And I think the new season may be their last season. 
Oh. To, yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see on that. But uh, uh, I really enjoy that show. I tape it every Sunday morning and, and watch it, and they do such a great job. But, but if you like them, you better watch it now because they're, they're, they're going away after 50 years. They're, they're going away. But it should be in the next month or so. That would be Gary and I. We're, we've promised to do the show for 50 years, and then we're going <laughs> we're gonna to check it. We're in our 14th, so we got yeah. a ways to go. These, well, these, we promised. These well, Thursday night and Friday night football games and Friday night football games on the road make Saturday morning really hard. <laughs> I did not yeah, want But isn't it, isn't it nice that you got to go watch a, a, a local team oh, on the road? I was thinking last night on the way home with Coach Dean because we'd driven – home and been miserable because we just got hammered or something but Monterey played great last night I was coach thrash is doing a fantastic job and you know Emily Wiley's not they're good they got good they you know they're a division two 5a team Monterey's a division one they got a whole bunch more players than Monterey does oh it's crazy they're probably the equivalent of Wyoming yeah yeah if we don't go take care of business Wyoming beat us if Monterey hadn't taken care of business Wiley could have beat them. And they no did. And Luke Arrington was amazing throwing the ball and, of course, running the ball. Their defense was good. And they won zero games last year? They won zero. He's going to go from 0-10 to 10-0. and 0. That's my prediction. <laughs> and no, hey, that, that'd, that'd be That'd, be a, that'd be a turnaround. Let me brag on David here real quick. Even in those lean years, Monterey would be getting beat. Or Fornada or what, Escada, whoever. <laughs> uh, throw Lubbock in there so that nobody gets left out. Uh, would be getting beat like 48 to 14, and David had that same enthusiasm for you know, that. Uh, We're going to get him. <laughs> so anyway, uh, if you get a chance to listen to David or watch watch the uh, Lubbock Sports on TV on Channel 12, uh, I'd say they do it, and you'll just see the enthusiasm that David has for these kids. Because I, I told David this the other day. I was watching one of the old ones, and it was the junior high playing his own tv which was neat but the guy go number 12 hands it to number 24 <laughs> and he gets a game yeah but david he, he prepares and, and does a, a first class job well i appreciate it anyway, yeah well you deserve it this part of the year is really hard to preparing for instance and i'm gonna get i'm gonna get juan rodriguez the head coach at lubakai because he, he gave me a book football for dummies last week at the <laughs> press conference i don't know why he did but uh, so we're doing the game that night, Thursday night. Yeah. We're doing the game on TV, and I'm going over his roster with him, and I'm going over the two deep with him. How do you say this kid? And you know all that kind of thing. Well, they're wearing the USA uniforms, and he knew that, and they have some different numbers that <laughs> is on my roster. He, I get to the game, and we've got he, somebody goes, "Did you get the new roster for Lubbock?" I said, "Well, I talked to him twice today. Didn't give me the new roster." I'm just like, I'm going to wear him out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll say this, David. And I went I, I went to the lunch on uh, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. And I walked in, and there were so many people there that, you know, me and crowds. You know, I, I went ahead and left and went and ate somewhere else. But uh, but there's so many people there. But they, maybe they're getting back at you for wearing their butts out. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are. They are. In fact, I was doing it. I did the first two Thursday. And, some lady that was sitting right there at the table near me, she goes, you're being nice today. So then I wore out thrash. So the rumor's not true that Strunk left just because he couldn't no. handle the lunches? <laughs> no. Strunk, we had to have Strunk leave because he he'd take us to the dark place. Strunk. <laughs> I would say something to him, and, which was pretty 
yeah. out there. He would take it a lot further than that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's uh, it's fun, and and uh, these coaches are so great. They love these kids. I'm telling you, um, you really got to It's a, it's a different world today than you than all of us grew up in. These kids are not as focused because they have so many distractions. And uh, I'm proud of these coaches for hanging in there. Well, you, the reason we were focused is because we weren't allowed to not be. Yeah, that's yep. exactly right. Yep. That's exactly right. Coaches you could raise their voices back then. And bust you. <laughs> and there wasn't a whole lot else going on. You better no, be focused. That's right. We didn't, have, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have computers. We didn't have nothing like that. Yeah. Well, Gary, the music's playing. I guess yeah, Catwinkle, I, I don't know if he's here yet or not. He may not come. You know, they got beat last night. Oh, did they really? Yeah, Friendship beat them 35-34. Oh, you're kidding. I knew that was going to be a great game. And it was. Oh, that's In overtime, awesome. I believe. In overtime, yeah. Oh, what a great high school football game. I assume he'll be here in a minute. All right, Gary, have fun yeah, up there yeah. in Red Osa. Happy Labor Day. And congratulations on your honor. Congratulations. Great job. Yeah, yeah, yay me. Yeah, yay you. <laughs> sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. All right, out of the patio, 123rd and Slide Road for the finest in patio furniture. And they have a lot more than just the furniture, but it's the best. I'm telling you, you will be so impressed when you see this store. And Katrina wants you to go to her Facebook page and like it because they do things on there that you, you know, take advantage of. Maybe some great pricing or whatever it may be. They have outdoor art. They have, uh, you know, plates and glasses and lots of things for the outdoors. And you, you'll love this store out on the patio. And then Mighty Wash. Uh, I was so proud I got my windshield all clean from my trip to Abilene last night. And I... Got this morning. I've, there's there's a lot so of many bugs, bugs. That did not make it. They didn't make, They didn't survive. So I got to go back to Mighty Wash. This is the this is where the Texas Tech coaches go. At Mighty Wash and their locations all over Lubbock in the Permian Basin. I think they're got 22 now and building a couple more all over eastern New Mexico. It's it's a big time deal. That's Mighty Wash. All right, Max Catwinkle is here. As most people know him, just as Cat. That's what that's what everybody calls him. Coach Catwinkle. Coach Catwinkle. Yeah. yeah. How long did you coach, Max? It. Um, in all, in, yeah. Um, probably about twenty-five years. Twenty-five years as a coach. Yes, sir. And then you stepped down and became the athletic director for Lubbock Cooper Schools, right? Yes, sir. How long have you been doing that? Uh, since twenty eighteen. Now, who, who took over? It was John Wyndham. Was did you take? Did he he was the head football coach for a while. Yes, sir. Did, was he the athletic director for a while? Yes, he had a dual role for a long time. Um, yeah. Head football coach and athletic director, and then then uh, you took over. Just kind of took over. And how long did you say I wasn't athletic director? Uh, since twenty eighteen. So twenty eighteen. And how long were you at Cooper? I've been a, there since two thousand seven. So this is my sixteenth year. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you, you know where all the hallways are and everything, don't no, you? No, I don't because they <laughs> keep changing. Building, <laughs> they, they keep building new ones. Yeah, it, it is. I got even. a chance to go into the new portion of the high school the other day. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing building. And I went to Liberty when they uh, had an open house. But those that, those two high schools, it's not – and it's really kind of funny. I walked out, and this other guy I didn't know him walked out, and he said, I just felt like I was in Google headquarters or something. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just so fancy, and it's just – What's the yeah, deal? It just—it's a great. Both of them are great high schools. I mean, the physical plant is just amazing, 
And, I, and here's something cool. I was standing there, and all of a sudden this music starts playing. Yeah. And I thought, what in the world is that? I said, they just play it just to be playing music. And I mean, it's good music. I think it was Cleed's Clearwater Revival or something, you know. And uh, <laughs> he plays CCR. And, and so I thought, what is that? Well, it's a it's a a forty second t- uh, music to let kids know there's forty seconds before they have to be in their classroom. Hey, and that's instead a cool of going deal. this bill going, boop, boop, they play this music. All of a sudden, these kids start scrambling around, you know, and they get in their classrooms. And as soon as that music stops, those halls are empty, boy. I mean, it just. But it was pretty cool. It's pretty good. good you're, that, you're giving away their secrets. See, that's something. <laughs> now, but yeah, facilities are just. I'm, since you've been there, are just tremendous. Well, yeah. I mean, Keith Keith Bryan has a. He's got a really good vision. He's really progressive and kind of anticipates our growth. But uh, you're right. Those those entrances to those two high schools are are pretty spectacular. Yeah. It's uh, it's just a wide open uh, commons area with a lot of social seating and uh it's it's definitely different when we went to than when we yeah. went to high yeah, school yeah it's and amazing what cooper's yeah. become oh I mean, yeah we remember when it, out there in little wood row <laughs> yeah well that that road out front is still little wood I know, road. It is. <laughs> yeah that's, they gotta fix that it, you know, and it does it's uh the traffic out there every morning and and afternoon is pretty crazy yeah. for, uh, you know for that size school but, all right well let's talk first about the game last night because i know people want to know about that Friendship played at Friendship, right? Uh huh. And uh, final score thirty five thirty four in overtime. The Friendship Tigers beat the Cooper Pirates, and y'all have had unbelievable games the last few years. It has been. It's been a good, uh, you know, just a good series. Um, we had a run um, there for a little bit where we had some success, and that's kind of turned a little bit. But mm-hmm. uh, they've been all great games, and. Yeah, it, those are fun. You know, that's yeah. all you can ask. It's good Friday night football. Uh, it's local, and and so we we, we enjoy it. Well, I, you know, uh, Coach Catwinkle is here, the director of athletics for uh, Lubbock Cooper. I want you to know, I did ask Brian Gerlich to come in too, but not with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it would have been, but he's in. He's going to Wyoming this morning. He's flying up there this morning, and uh, but he said he'd be on next week. And but I, you know, we just want to. Because there's a lot going on at y'all's two schools. There's lots of building going on. And we want to clear up what, you know, Liberty's going to be doing. I know they're playing a JV schedule right now. Is that correct? In football. In yes. football. We, what uh, about other sports? Other sports, they're varsity. Um, you know, we didn't, uh, mid-alignment year, we didn't want to. I mean, football's the driving force uh, as far as uh, alignment goes. And so we just uh, wanted to play kind of a, a JV schedule, outlaw schedule with them. Uh, especially when you have freshmen and sophomores yeah. uh, in football, that's just a different animal. So uh, there are no juniors or seniors on that football team. No, there's no juniors or seniors in that high school. In the whole school, yes. Sir. So um, next year there will be no seniors. Correct. But there will be a junior class. Uh-huh. And and, uh, and that's a realignment year uh, next year in February. So we'll we'll they will be a varsity sport football wise, but everything else they compete um, in the varsity on the varsity level. You don't want to keep a kid from, like, you You know, you have some good uh, younger, in, in the individual sports, like yeah. track, golf, tennis. You want them to be able to compete past district if they're good enough. Oh, and, yeah. And so uh, we just kind of did that. And, uh, you know, so far we'll see. They're going to take some lumps early just because they're young. And but, uh, you'll be, uh, when the realignment comes up in February, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, 3A? 
No, we're a 3A right now in okay. all sports other than football, obviously. Okay. Um, but uh, since we do not have – they take the snapshot in October. Okay. And since we don't have a junior and senior class, we're okay. going to have to double that, uh, whatever our enrollment is. Like right oh. now, I think our enrollment's around 320 at Liberty. Okay. And so that'll be doubled on the on our snapshot. And that'll put you where? Yeah, uh, 4A at some point. At is somewhere. It, do they have divisions in 4A? Yes, yeah, division, division So you'll two. be Division 2, 4A? Uh, we're, or, we're hoping, uh, yeah. but uh, it just depends. Uh, yeah. You know what they do with the numbers and what our actual count is. So in the area, who would that put you playing probably in – in this area, in, in what district would you, if you were? Well, Estacado's Division One. Yeah. Okay. If you were four A Division Two right now, where would you be? This is gonna. That would be like your uh, your Seminoles, okay. your Big Spring, okay. th- those kind of schools. And if I'm not mistaken, you've got like a, a volleyball team that's already starting off. They're pretty good right now, aren't they? I they mean, are, it's ninth they- graders and tenth graders only. Yes, they're going to be able to compete, and and they're doing a yeah. good job. Um, you know, once it, it, they're yeah. they're pretty skilled. I mean, they play they play year round. Yeah. You know how the yeah. club volleyball scene yeah. is, oh, and, yeah. and so they in volleyball it's not as big a factor. Yeah. Um, and so they do a good job, and we'll see we'll see how. What that about goes. participation? Is it at the level you thought it would be, or is it higher at Liberty right now? You know what's kind of cool about Liberty is it goes back to it. Kind of reminds me of. Uh, you know, I've been at small schools. I've been out in shallow water post. And then when I first came to Cooper, it was a pretty small school. Yeah. We were 3A. Yeah. Um, but it's that feel where you have kids doing all different sports. So if they play volleyball, they're going to play basketball. They're going to run yeah. track. They're going to do softball, all of, all the things. And so that's been kind of fun to watch. We have a bunch of multi-sport athletes. So if, you, if you're going to be double at Liberty – Will that bring down Cooper's enrollment? That is, any? That's the big deal. Yeah. So, will you'll it's be able to, to stay? You'll you'll be able to stay five A more than likely. The kicker on that is for Lubbock Cooper High School is you know so we take the snapshot in October, and um, you know right now we had basically we have three hundred and twenty ish at Liberty. Well, that only knocked their number down oh, to about. So they don't get to knock down six hundred. They get to knock down three hundred. Yes, exactly. Okay. So you know, they're. I think you know. I think they're sitting right around nineteen fifty right now, which is not going to move them at all. Yeah. And, and so they're they're going to have a year, um, two years where they're still going to be up. Now, as as it kind of grows, yeah. Liberty grows. Their their enrollment's going to drop, but uh, not for a while. Yeah. yeah. So next, the next two years, we expect Lubbock Cooper, the Pirates. To still be at five A, oh, yes. Division One. Oh yes, and and uh, the Liberty uh, Patriots are going to be in three A, four A Division Two or One. I'll give you an idea: Andrews, Big Spring, Brownwood, Lubbock, Estacado, and Lakeview are Division One, four okay. A. Okay. Canyon, Canyon, Randall, Dumas, Hereford, Pampa—they're all Division One, four okay. A. So th- th- there's not an easy. You're not looking at those and going, "Well, that'll be easy." Yeah. <laughs> no, no, there's nothing you're easy not. about it. The, uh, you know, but there's really, honestly, there's really, if you look at three A um, girls, and uh, that, that's not real easy no. either when no. it comes to basketball around no. here. It's tough. Oh. Yeah, and and so and boys for that matter. I mean, you're you're competing against the Shallow Waters, the Abernathy's. 
uh, Roosevelt's. I mean, there's That's some tough. really good, really good programs. Yeah, then you get in. Yeah. Don't leave yeah. them out. Then you get in that 4A1, and you get you get to relax a little bit. You get Canyon, Canyon yeah. Randall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get all those. So it, it's not Leveland. Yeah, yeah. I guess there's really no matter where you are. Yeah, but out all here, of us out here want yeah. to stay away from 6A. Yeah, because because you know, and and Coach Thrash at Monterey was talking about this. We're we're playing Odessa. And they beat them. Yeah. And Odessa won their next game. And Odessa's pretty good this year. But they got 4,000 kids. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And then you got schools in the Metroplex that have more than that. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's just not. And it catches equitable. up with you. If you. Even if you're really, really good, yeah. when you start getting in that third round of those playoffs and you start getting closer to I 35, and then you're playing schools, yeah. even if you're 5A, you're playing schools that are tipping the very tip of the you know yeah. enrollment schedule yeah right? i mean you look at friendship last year phenomenal season good good football team and then the second round yeah they catch us yeah uh who did they catch south lake carroll yeah, yeah. south lake yeah. carroll mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. you're like <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, second round <laughs> yeah and and they were good and they yeah. and they still are but i mean it's just yeah. six a is a different animal it is a different so let's animal. talk about facilities at liberty uh they're in progress. Uh, so, what will you when you finish them? What will you have at Liberty? It'll have everything that Lubbock Cooper High School has right now. Um, what we have open uh, as far as athletic facilities at Liberty, we have a football field and a track. Uh, we're going to build the stadium around it. Hopefully, have that open by next year so okay. that they, they they'll have, have their place. own press box and their own. They're going to have a restroom in it. Yes, sir. That is a that is a big deal for everybody, not just you. I know. They're, yeah, they're gonna, well, they're going to have to put one over at Cooper now because you can't let Liberty have one. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's uh, that's a long way down to the it and the elevator. You know, it takes a while. Uh-huh. If you're doing radio, you kind of got a schedule. Yes, sir. <laughs> you can't, Believe me, that is on uh, Mr. Bryant's radar. I good. promise. You. Keith's, yeah. Keith's a good one. So you'll have a baseball. You'll have all the facilities that Cooper has. You'll just have a, a different set right down Woodrow Road. Yeah, and as crazy as that sounds, um, I mean, it, it was just a priority um, for our district to do that. Now, that's it's going to come in different phases. Um, you know, the, the baseball, softball um, will be the last phase. Yeah. Uh, so that may be around 2027. Yeah, but as your, as your middle schools grow, I mean, it's almost – you almost have to have two sets of facilities because – they're going to be taxed as far as participation in those things anyway. I mean, you take, you know, middle school football and middle school, you know, basketball and track and everything else, and, and they're going to be using those facilities off and on. And then and they the have high fields school, you got JV the, and varsity. At the, at the middle schools, do you have football fields and the tracks and all that? We do. Lubbock Cooper Middle School, our original middle school, has a has a turf field and a, a nice facility to play with track. Uh, Lower Bush has a grass field with a track. Really, not enough stands to to play games there. Yeah. That's in the process. We're going to try to get that. But where we're really busting right now is on the middle school level uh, with numbers, um, and not just. I mean, uh, yeah. I'm just talking about yeah. students, and yeah. uh, so that. Uh, our next middle school is going to open up in 2027. Um, that's in the works. That's part of this bond oh that we're gosh. trying to go. So, um, but yeah, they need some relief. They have a lot of students at that. You it's, know, I, it just amazes me how you think back, and even when you were in school, 
seventh and eighth grade, and you had ninth grade in some of the junior highs then, but you had seventh and eighth grade boys and girls, and you had one gym, mm-hmm. you know, and you had to figure out some way to practice. And if you had a seventh grade A and B or an eighth grade A and B, you know, that's, that's, that's hard to do. When I was in school, we didn't let the girls play. Oh yeah. <laughs> and when you were in school, they didn't play either. <laughs> now, yeah. the, but the rule well, three daughters, I'm glad they did get to play. I know in Cooper back in the day, they, the girls were all playing basketball and you know, these rural uh, yeah. towns that it was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe it took us so long to get it into big schools. Cause this girls athletics has been tremendous it really has i you know and that's been kind of fun to watch the growth yeah. of that and just the competitive no it competitiveness of all of that so yeah it's it's good well I, this is a lot to do coach are you <laughs> sure did you know this was going to be all this uh, <laughs> no no i didn't um, but you have lots of meetings <laughs> <laughs> almost every day I, um, but uh, it, it's good i you know one of the things i i i'll still love to do and the hardest adjustment from coaching is just not being around the kids every day so i have two boys in in the program and and in the district so i try to i just try to go out and and be around coaches and kids when i when i can and get out of that office that's the that's the highlight of my day you know aren't we very fortunate that love of cooper and love of isd and friendship new deal all these surrounding towns have great school boards that are doing what they need to do to make the best experience for all of our kids. I mean, because these school boards, they don't take building these things very lightly. I mean, they, they make sure that it's necessary, and they've done a great job of providing facilities for kids. You know, what I think that we have, and I think it's overlooked a little bit, I think. Ten seconds. Okay. <laughs> keep that keep that thought no, okay. keep that thought yeah we'll, we'll come back and get that we're going to call matt dowdy here in a minute with tech but we got max catwinkle here right now back with more sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in this is the sports talk with Bedford and ashby podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction all righty uh, Cardinal Sports Center, there's another one, great one that supports our community long time in Lubbock. And uh, John Cardinal, the, not the young, the grandson, but the dad that it was a part of it for so long, and his son Tony. If, if You know, Tony was, of course, a part of the news story coming about out on Slide Road and, and uh, just outside the loop. But if his dad were to see this store, oh. that come, he would be so amazed at what Cardinals has become. It is such a fun store. They do all the stuff they used to do with teams and, and gear and uniforms and trophies and everything. They do all of that. They have tons of tech stuff. They have tons of high school stuff. You can buy caps and jerseys and, and shirts. But uh, the fashion stuff they have, and the it's just a wonderful store. Big shoes department. Remember John Cardinal's little office oh, back I there in the back? In there you know, can you yeah. imagine him thinking, yeah. oh, my gosh. <laughs> he never dreamed yep. what they come up with. That's Cardinals, and uh, we're proud of them. And R.C. Tedder Distributing, another company we're proud of. Uh, you see their little trucks, and they got some bigger trucks too, but those little trucks with the highway painted on the back, that's R.C. Taylor. And what that means is they're delivering convenience store-type items all around this whole area, everywhere. And they do that at R.C. Taylor, Brad Cream. All right, Matt Daddy's on the phone with us. Matt, so good for you to take your time. And where, where did y'all – can you say where you're staying in Fort Collins, or would that be against the rules? Uh, well, <laughs> we're staying in downtown, uh, for a well, close to downtown Fort Collins. We're, we're in a Marriott there. So it's, uh, well, go to silver <laughs> grill. Have y'all been yeah. to silver grill? 
I have not, but I have a few hours. Um, <laughs> hey, if you go to Silver Grill, get the uh, get the cinnamon rolls or the uh, the French toast. You only believe how good it is, and it's downtown. It's in the old part. Well, I always know to take food advice from you and Ashby. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Silver Grill. And they got it from Corky, man. Yeah, we all learned yeah. everything we know from Corky Oglesby. And that was a lot. Yeah, about food. Yeah, he knew a lot. But Port Collins is a cool town. It really is. Colorado State's a beautiful campus. I know they want to be a part of the Big 12, and I know Joe Parker would love that, but I don't think it's going to happen. Matt Daddy, we, we, Director of we, Athletic we Communications. Stadium. We flew over their football stadium the other night and landing, and it's a beautiful stadium, a beautiful city. It so. is. Matt, go walk us through when you, when you get off the plane, and I realize you had an extra day this year, but say Friday night before the game, what do the kids go through? What do they do? They don't just go to their rooms and sit there and wait for the game. Kind of go through what they do and, and, what, and how it happens. So, first off, travel for us is a – bigger operation there's three there's three individuals that really and i'm going to throw in a fourth too um antonio huffman quentin jordan harrison hannah and then hannah peterson our um, sports nutritionist for football the amount of detail that they go into involving travel for our team is just um amazing because you're at a full united flight that's 70 to 80 players we have 80 players this week um probably 20, 30 staff plus other staff um, between video, equipment, uh, my office, our uh, creative video. So there, there's a lot of individuals, a lot of moving parts. But once the team, the team usually lands around 3 o'clock on Friday on a normal road trip, we'll get them into the hotel, checked in. Um, their keys are waiting for them as they walk in. We have a few people that advance the trip that have everything ready for when the team arrives. Um, for Coach McGuire, it's very important for him, um, for them to kind of have some rest time. And then about 6 o'clock, they'll kind of ramp up with dinner. Um, they'll go see a movie every Friday night. Um, those that remember, that was a big thing under Coach Leach, and that was also um, Coach Kingsbury's teams also did that. But they'll go see a movie on Friday night. I think last night was the Equalizer 3. Oh, man, I can't wait to see that. He says you got nine seconds. <laughs> did you go? Then, uh, they they end the night. I did not go. Oh. No, I, they, um, they end the night. They'll come back and they'll have a few team meetings. They'll watch a video at the end of the night, just kind of as an inspirational video, and Coach will uh, address the team and then – um they're off off the bed and i think wake up call this morning was around eight so um it, a lot of it is getting in like your final um prep just reminders on the game plan things like that but also for coach mcguire and he wants them to be relaxed wants them to be comfortable and, and a little bit um team bonding enjoy hanging out with each other it's always in the meal room there is always a tv on with a football game and so Sometimes meals over, you'll see guys still downstairs hanging out, watching whatever game is on. Yeah. Will he uh, take him to the stadium and walk through? That's not usually something Coach McGuire does too often. That that you, different teams have done that over the years. Um, I don't I, I don't remember one time we've done it under Coach McGuire yet, but um, it, it it's probably not possible on this trip too because we're an hour away from Laramie. Hey, I wanted to – all that stuff you were talking about, Matt, and you'll know this. 
we don't ever want to forget Tommy McVeigh, and oh. I wish so much Tommy McVeigh was a part of what's going oh. on right now. Don't you, Matt? Would he love this? Would he love Coach Joy McGuire? Let me tell you something. I, Tommy was about this close, and I hold my fingers real close, to retiring anyway. Yeah. If he'd have met and been under Coach McGuire, that retiring would have he'd gone have been away. Forever. He was going to be there because I'm <laughs> telling you, he would have loved Joey McGuire. Yeah. He would have just absolutely fallen in love with him. He did so much of the stuff you're talking about uh-huh. through the years. Can you imagine those two personalities together? No, would that be fun? <laughs> it would just be fun. Um, yeah. It would be. It's funny. Um, Antonio Huffman, um, I think uh, Stephen Hamby, a few of us that that went to Texas Tech, I think Zach Titley, we've, we've kind of joked about um, man, I miss Coach McVeigh during this camp just because he would be enjoying every minute of it. Oh, and yeah, no doubt. He, um, those players loved him. I mean, and he did so much behind the scenes that people don't realize. But at the same time, he, he um, those players realized it too. And, yeah. and the um, I'd always see him on Thursdays and Fridays when he was um, – He'd go to Midland every yep. week, and you know yeah. sometimes the yep. result the weekend before wasn't all that good. And he'd come <laughs> in with a bright, bright smile and goes, "Coach, they still love us. They still love us, <laughs> still love us in Midland, Odessa, and, so, and that's good." Well, I want I just want it because we're all we all love Tommy. Boy, all of us, all three truth. of us did, and he was such a big part of, of Texas Tech football. I can tell well, you, you exactly right. But you're doing – you guys – you know, they, he says all this stuff they do. It takes like four or five guys yeah. to replace Tommy because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, he did so much. But uh, y'all are doing a fantastic job. This is this is like an, a first-class operation we've got going on at Texas Tech right now. And I, I compliment you and your staff and uh, the Red Raider Club. Yeah, I think uh, Tyree's doing a great job. And I, I just so many – we seem to be on top of our game, about as good as we can be there right now. Boy, That's the hope, yeah. Boy, man, That's, I tell you what, with podcast and all the digital world and the different kinds of media that we have right now, as opposed to it used to have four or five major newspapers, yeah. a couple of TV stations, and that was it. But your job is uh, has become very tedious, and I, I think you're doing a great job at it. And you and your staff are to be congratulated. Well, thank you. And then, like, there's just so many different mediums out there. And so it's a little bit I, – I, I joked uh, a few weeks ago, I said the list of requests we have out there for Coach McGuire alone was significant. And we didn't get to all of them. And, and believe me, he, he would like to do each and every one that he can, it's just finding time to do it. And there's And it's not just – podcasts and uh, websites that cover Texas Tech, it's nationally, too. Yeah. We had several. Um, he was on the Jim Rome show a week ago, and that took a few weeks to book. Um, it, um, different national outlets, radio outlets, um, various groups that have inquired about getting getting him on their show, and uh, it's a good problem to have. Really? Well, he's a hot commodity. I'm telling you, you know, what's good, you, you, you think you might, he might burn out. I don't think it. No. I, I don't think that fuse ever burns out. <laughs> I don't either. It just explodes <laughs> huh? and then relights again, and ready to go. I, I'm excited about today, and I know that he wants to get off on the right foot and get a win. This is not an easy game. This is not. No. This is a test, and it it will be a, quite an accomplishment to go up there and win this ball game against Wyoming. 
Yeah, anyone who just thinks that this is going to be a cakewalk type team, that's just not what Wyoming is. They're they're a different, differently built team than we are as far as we're going to like to go fast with tempo on offense. They're they're if they stick to what they've traditionally done, that's just not who they are. And so there's differences in the teams, but um, it's a really tough. I mean, they're always near the top of the Mountain West Conference, uh, which is a good, um, I'd say top one or two group of five conferences. And so they've also proven over the years they have no problem beating power five teams in their own stadium or on the road. So you know that they'll have a um, – they'll be inspired for this game, um, but they'll, they'll also be well-prepared. Yeah. You know, we, we mentioned Tommy McVeigh. There was one other guy, and you you had experience with him too, Matt, that uh, when I think of Texas Tech football and the and the and the and maybe the guy the players love more than anybody was Jess Stiles. Oh. I was, you know, I practiced some of those days, and it, it never failed. Every player would come by his golf cart. He had a yeah. golf cart he drove around. Every yeah. player would come by just to hear, hear a word from Coach Stiles. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's the kind of endearing spirit that Joey McGuire and some of his other coaches have. Uh, the players know that these guys love them, and they're going to they're going to give everything they can for them. And I think that's the atmosphere, the brand. That's the brand we built. Yep. And it's really something. Coach McGuire has a saying. Um, he wants the best part of each of those players' day to be when they walk into that building. He didn't want them to be nervous about walking in that building. He wants them to have the the best part of their day is when they walk in and um, during camp the strength staff every morning is sitting there waiting for them and it's hooting hollering clapping it's huh. celebrating them as they walk in i think there was a limbo bar one day <laughs> uh, some of this i think you'll see on the tv broadcast tonight but it's yeah. all about having the right attitude when you walk in and the once once that kind of happens and then you mentioned um coach styles I, i'll say this i was a young i think just been hired full time, um, and Coach Styles would come by my office and just say, "How are you doing, young man?" And that just meant the world to me. And yeah, so, right. um, that's who he was. Yeah, that's who he one was. One of the nicest human beings you'll. And I didn't have the, like, I didn't know um, Coach Styles the way y- y'all definitely did, but just someone who'd been around and had seen a whole lot just to come by my office and say, "Hey, how are you doing?" It, it looking back means more and more. Well, yeah. Matt, I tell you what, that's who he was. Yeah, that's that exactly. exactly who he was. And one other one I want to mention, and you'll have one on this too, and that's Mama Jenny Bailey. Yeah. And boy, we miss her. And, My and Matt, gosh, we miss Matt's her. real close to Jenny Bailey. Yeah. Being that's an Idaho people. That's Y'all right. are all Idaho yep. people. Yeah, Matt yeah, was that, real close to Jenny. Yeah, that that one might um, – yeah. Jeff um, Bailey, her son, is my, bro- my middle brother's age, and they graduated from high school together, and we all – kind of hung out quite yeah. a bit over the years and so yeah that that one um there's not many that don't miss jenny bailey oh so i know was, billy scott yeah it's it's just that great family yeah. just love yeah. them to yeah. death and, yeah. and she and Randy. the kids called her mama yeah they called her mama because she, she took care of them out there the texas tech football players and anyway those would all love to be a part of what's going on right now with texas tech we're really blessed to be able to be here and be a part of what I think is the beginning of something really special. We won four to end the season last year. And yep. Let's just keep on winning. I, that's that's a good thing. Matt, are we healthy? Coming out of camp, yeah, we're we're relatively healthy. It's a um, you didn't lose a 
guy on your one line for starter starting wise um, you got really lucky because you've seen other teams across yep. the country who've not been so lucky so yeah. the, the best part about our program right now is you don't want anyone to get hurt don't get me wrong but we do have depth. At, at a lot more positions <laughs> than we've had in the past depth um, and so that's going to kind of help as we move forward in the season because you're going to have injuries here and there you're going to have some guys get bruised where they might miss a game or two and so that depth is what um takes good teams the great yeah exactly i was listening the other day to a sports show i don't remember what the name of the show was but uh they were talking to him it was about the the, the best teams he goes you just look the best teams in the country year in year out have the best big guys yep he said yeah. the, the best big guys. Big guys. Yep. He didn't say the best quarterback or the best running back. He said the best big guys up on the line, both offense and defense. You just, he said, you just watch. That's and, where they And win. we've got experience and depth there for and the first big. time in many, many years uh-huh. on both sides of that ball. Yeah. I'll take I'll take our defensive front against about anybody right now with the experience you have in the middle with Jalen Hutchings and Tony Bradford and then the two edge guys. Um, between Miles Cole and Steve Linton. Um, we saw some of Miles last year, especially in the bowl game, show up. And he played two or three different positions last year and played them well. But then Steve Linton um, is as athletic as an end we've had in a while. And that position room of outside linebackers is just deep. I mean, we were talking last night about a freshman in, um, on our roster. It's just like, hey, this guy may challenge for um, – playing time here soon because he's just so talented and so that's um a good problem then on the offensive line i mean that's an experienced group um yep. six most starts um coming back in the in the uh fbs this season and so Whoa. there's been a lot of uh, football played it helps to have cole spencer uh rusty stats as transfers but also um, I think people are going to see a much improved um, Caleb Rogers this year. He moves back to right tackle, probably a more comfortable position for him, and he's such a good kid, and he cares so much about this football program. Um, I think people really enjoy watching him this season. Well, Matt, you have been awesome today, buddy. I appreciate you being on. See, you got, you're got you a wealth of information, and, <laughs> and you're doing a great job, well, and I know everybody enjoyed hearing from you. They've got you leading up that athletic communications for a reason, buddy. You're doing a great job. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Well, go Red Raiders. Tell Coach McGuire I got my Let's Go t-shirt on today. <laughs> Let's go. I'll see him here in a minute. I'll let him know. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all pulling for him, buddy. Thank you for being on, Matt. Appreciate it. Y'all have a good rest of the day. All righty. Matt Dowdy. Whatever Craig said he was, <laughs> director of community athletic communication. There you go. He does a great job with it, and uh, that was a lot of fun having Mad Daddy on. You've been listening to the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T ninety seven three. Catch the show live Saturday mornings from nine to noon on Double T ninety seven three FM or on the Double T ninety seven three mobile app.